0: I said what you know about it It's the
1: stew, baby Got the mise blast place Yeah, stew, baby And the room a lot Hello, hello, you're listening to The Stew my name is Jason Stewart. It's almost the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's almost the Super Bowl. Uh, this is the Stew. Food podcast. Andre Conaparo say hello. Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, Chris Stewart is not here.
2: R.E.P. Right, Stewie. Working hard, baby.
1: Working hard. It's Friday night in L.A. It rained earlier today. The streets are buzzing with Super Bowl excitement in football capital of, of America,
2: Silver Lake. <laughs> I feel like there's nothing really else in the news. Just Super Bowl snacks.
1: Yeah, has anything else been going on in the world? I don't think so.
2: I don't think so either, yeah. Um, yeah, the streets are talking. We're not hosting this year. <sighs> mm. mm-hmm. We very, um, I feel like we very, what's the word I'm looking for? We were very polite. We were, we were very gentlemanly in our passing the baton of Super Bowl hosting to someone who very much Wanted it and probably deserves it, Momo Wade. Shout out. Yeah,
1: they. I mean, I would say mainly because I don't care about football at all, and this eh. person cares a lot more about football.
2: Sure, I mean you care. I mean you have to care like five percent when you're watching the game because you watch oh, the yeah. game.
1: No, I totally care five percent when I'm watching the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if
2: not more. Sure. Like oh. you enjoy watching football, you just don't care about a team.
1: Correct. I don't have a team.
2: Um, and granted, like, look, if somebody was like, because I, I really enjoy watching football, and I, you know, I'm jumping on the Rams train, grew up a 49ers fan, but lost that years ago. Um, but I feel like if someone was like, hey, do you want to come over and watch football? There's not going to be any snacks or alcohol. I'd be like, hmm, I don't know. Not really. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But if someone was like, hey, we're going to have snacks and beer, like, and they don't finish the sentence, and it's like, ding dong. And I'm like, hey, guys, what's going on? Yeah,
1: we're like, what are you guys doing? Like, well, we have snacks, beer, a fry station.
2: Well, no, no, I don't mean the Super Bowl. I just mean watching and you're like, football. What are you guys gonna watch? And we're like, we're gonna watch um,
1: Michael Vick uh, puppy killing footage. And you're like, yeah. oh, cool, I'll be there.
2: Yep, sounds good.
1: Um, first of all, we're gonna try out a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been in the lab working on
2: a <laughs> very horrible, unnecessary recipe. Yeah, you and the cone. Both in the in the lab changing the game. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. And
1: we have I've been working on a Bloody Mary mix
2: mm-hmm. that involves Pediolite. Yeah, you've been doing I'd say it's been like two months of Pediolite experiments. <laughs> yeah, for some I mean
1: Pediolite, if you don't know, it's like a very highly charged electrolyte beverage that's often given to babies it's for babies that have diarrhea
2: let see mm-hmm. that's it and college kids
1: and then people who are hungover college kids blah blah and then i started thinking about like what everyone has pd light as an adult for a hangover cure and then i saw that pd light comes in a clear unflavored mixture although it is still plasma like with its viscosity sure saline it's kind of it's basically like drinking um contact lens solution
2: there's like apparently nobody parties harder than like paramedics and doctors and I knew a guy who was in e m t school and then hmm. was a paramedic before he became a firefighter right do so you, you to exclusive do that. yeah. So they would get so blacked out on tequila mm-hmm. that like a normal person wouldn't have vision for like a good 36 hours after they wake up from it. Mm-hmm. But what they do is if they were if they could if they could try to do it IV drip? Yeah, they would just they would just throw a drip in themselves before mm-hmm. they fell asleep and just like wake up fully hydrated.
1: Damn, I mean that that's how you do
2: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ideal,
1: but that involves some a lot of Planning. Well, he said he woke
2: up definitely with like a, a needle torn out with blood, and just like, eh, well, that that happened. <laughs> I mean, uh,
1: hey man, whatever works. I mean, that's what they do in Vegas. Like you, you get too drunk. That's and you right. Come to your hotel and give you an IV drip. That's right.
2: So I've heard of that? I've always wanted to try that. <clears throat> For sure, B twelve shot too. If you get a doctor to come over and give you a B twelve mm-hmm. shot, that works. But also,
1: you know, that level of partying, it's, you're either, it's either very dark for you in your life or sure. you're just really rich.
2: Or you're king of the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you're, and you're just yeah. like, Oh yeah, I'm going to drink a bottle of tequila. Yep. Get the IV drip and then good as gold
2: tomorrow. No yep. problem. And
1: yep. it'll cost me $289 or whatever. And sure. then you're like, fine,
2: cool. No problem. So do, I, how much do I tip in this situation?
1: <laughs> um, so I first made, Cold brew out of Pedialyte, yes. Which I thought was a really clever idea.
2: It's kind of, it's, it's very brilliant. On it the still hangover, still a clever tip.
1: idea. You know, you want to, you know, when you're hungover, you you you're chugging coffee, you're chugging water, you're trying to get your head back in the game. Put them together, cold brew, Pedialyte. The um, it's not horrible. It's not great. The, the did not you
2: make it with soy milk too or coconut milk or something? Well,
1: that's, that's the thing that helps. It's like it, it totally brews. Like the, the process of making cold brew works with Pedialyte just like it would with water. Okay. It infuses in, it tastes like coffee, looks like coffee, blah, blah, blah. But then it is. You're getting around that texture. It's salty, not, not insanely salty. But the salt is there, and then the, the texture is there of, a, of it kind of being a, somewhere between a liquid and a solid, real thick. But
2: part of the salt – okay, I'm not a smart man, but part of the salt thing helps you retain the potassium and the electrolytes. Mm-hmm. And that's part of like the process, even though it seems counterintuitive, because salt is dehydrating. Yeah. But It's like why Gatorade has salts. Sure. Yeah.
1: We don't. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Much like um, when people salt vegetables to get all the water out of it, and then you rinse the vegetables with water to get the salt off. Sure. We've had that conversation. We've had that conversation. It makes sense. It's one of those things that just works. I still. Yeah. But we don't. But I don't like that it works. Sure. I. It. It doesn't make sense in my pragmatic brain as to why. Washing a vegetable off under running water is going to make the water go away.
2: Well, it's just not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not a sponge, right? So it's like the salt pulls it out, but it's not. Yeah. I, I would imagine the cellulose wall in a vegetable isn't as like. I want a, them to find a better way
1: to remove the salt.
2: Fair. Maybe a high blast of air. You're yelling. No, I'm just kidding. You're not. <laughs> this yelling is at not all.
1: good enough. So, but when you when you add some sugar, like you, <clears throat> a lot of times, like when when you when we've cooked food before. And you're like, oh God, there's too much salt in here. This is sugar. Sugar is the only thing you can do. It's true. Because you can always add more salt. You can never take it away. No. And the best food in the world that's too salty, like, that's, that's one of the weird things. Like, if you're eating something and it's a little too sour, it's a little too sweet, or it's a little too bitter, it's a little too spicy, these are all things that can be counteracted
2: with one thing. Sugar.
1: Well, I mean, like if something's too spicy, put some cold and creamy, you know, put some yogurt, put some sour cream on it, whatever it
2: is. But sugar will take heat, will take off the heat too. But yeah, but
1: sugar, adding sugar to some, so if you add, if you get that cold brew, add a little like simple syrup and some almond milk to it or whatever cream, it balances it out and it makes it more tolerable. Still, still not wonderful. Um, but then I was like, oh, the other thing that people drink when they're hungover is Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. So then I made a Bloody Mary mix out of the clear Pedialyte. Mm-hmm. And I made it once, and it didn't the, – the problem is like Bloody Mary mix, it's like tomato juice, which is already like a liquid thing. What kind did you just use uh, canned tomato juice? Well, that's the problem is if I make – if I take a, you know, three cups of Pedialyte – and mix it with three cups of tomato juice, it's going to be too watery. It's
2: also going to have, I mean, the problem is trying to find tomato juice that doesn't have a crazy amount of salt in it. Right,
1: and then tomato juice already has salt and maltodextrin, blah, 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 agents. So I got a can of San Marzano tomatoes. There you go. Just whole, or crushed tomatoes, plain, that's it, no anything added to it. And then blended that with the pedialyte,
2: and it. And it well, you so you didn't stra- you didn't blend the same arzanos and then strain them through cheesecloth.
1: No, because that might help with the texture. Well, I did strain it, but I strained it after at the very end.
0: Oh, me, okay. Because oh. I
1: want it was, because
2: no, that maybe that's the same You wanted it to bind to the pedialyte.
1: Well, because all the other ingredients that I put in there, I wanted it to have a, enough time for all the flavors to meld together before straining. All that it. get all that light melding. Yeah, you know, like like um, tomorrow is the Super Bowl. If, oh, if you're listening, <laughs> sure. I was like, No, not the dude, day we're recording. No, 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 no. We got to The Super talk Bowl about is this. happening this weekend.
2: Yes. No, we got and, it. It's coming on Saturday. And so, yeah. somebody's
1: going to, there's all kinds of foods where if you make it and then wait a day in the fridge, it will taste better. Whatever dip you're going to make is going to taste better after spending a day in the fridge. I'm
2: doing the Sunday gravy tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I can reheat it on Sunday.
1: Yeah, Sunday gravy is going to taste better in the fridge. Lasagna is going to taste better. stoops, stews, dips, all those things. The longer it has time to get those flips. So I get the can of tomatoes, pediolite. I have a whole cucumber in there, peeled and seeded. Three stalks of celery are in there. Hmm. Four cloves of garlic, horse horseradish, worcestershire, Mm-hmm. The zest and juice of two limes and one lemon, salt,
2: limes. pepper. Top L- of t-o. Lime's are a little off reservation, right? Isn't it always lemon? It is a little off. No, I'm not. I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. out of this, all sounds seems like okay. Okay. As an, okay. I mean,
1: as an experiment, sure. Because and cu- the first and one, cucumber's
2: not usually in it, right? I like the idea no, behind it.
1: It's not because my first idea was to have it be a little bit more of like a Mexican leaning hit. Yep. And then the first iteration, I put a bunch of cilantro in it as well. So it was like a little herbaceous, a little, you kind of, you, it's spicy from the, the hot sauce, but a little cooling from the cucumber. What kind of hot sauce? Top, top to Top, you. top to you. Yeah. um But then the first, after I did that, when I blended it all together with all that cilantro, it kind of turned a, there's too much green in there. So the green and the red just turned into a gross looking brown color.
2: But what about 2017? Could it be the year of the green Bloody Mary?
1: I. I've definitely thought about that as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, green tomatoes, baby. Um, but when I did all of that, it's it kind of was lacking some depth and richness because it was pretty much just like watered down tomatoes. Because I'm trying to figure out a way to incorporate a ton of Pedialyte, which is just basically water with electrolytes and salt. So that's just gonna wa. It's gonna. L- l- Lower the concentrated flavors and the whole thing overall. So then I went on like a maniac way of trying to add some richness to it. So then there's horseradish in there too. There's horseradish. Yeah. So my dumb idea was to take the pediolite, get some kelp kombu, and make a MSG dashi with the pediolite. So I boiled pediolite. I boiled pediolite with a sheet of kombu. Uh, infusing the umami-rich MSG into that, and then cooled it, blended it all together, and then I strained it or sat it in the fridge overnight, strained it twice, and here we are. <laughs> that is incredibly dedicated. I know. I mean, that's that's kind of the fun part, where it's sure. like I made cold brew Pedialyte. It tasted pretty stupid. And instead of giving up, I just kept on pushing. And then when I was like, "Oh, this tastes stupid," kept, all right, keep on going. And then, then I get to say like, "Oh, I I made a
2: pedialyte dashi." I'm Here's a dumb the first question. Who's ever done that? That's pretty cool. Here's a dumb question: Does green Cheers. does green tomato juice is it green? Is green tomato juice green? Yeah, I don't know. I was I'm, just thinking. I don't have an answer for that question. I'm
1: assuming. I mean, it probably won't be a brilliant green. It's probably going to be like a little yellowy. So I've got this. There's no ice Mm. cubes. I've
2: mixed it with some soju. It's much better with soju than straight. I knew that would be the case. Pretty
1: good. Okay. I think I need some ice
2: cubes. A little ketchup-y. I mean, not in a bad way, but kind of like in a weird kind of like... I got a hint of it, but not bad. Something's a little off. But in know, overall it is good. I don't think off is the right word and it's definitely overall good, but it's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> it might be because of the texture but be, I mean I, I guess if you like think about a really really thick bloody mary they can kind of come across as like a sauce. This almost yeah. comes across as a sauce.
1: It does. And then also the thing I like about it is bloody mary mix all, like you look at the bottom of the glass there's a bunch of black pepper in there, there's like weird little chunks of all that stuff horseradish garlic whatever it is and this is like a perfectly blended and emulsified and strained but i think that's kind of a mixture but that's kind of i don't know <laughs> if
2: that's a good thing or not well i think that's where you get the texture from because you think about like that tomato confit pasta that i make right
0: Mm-hmm.
2: like when because of bloody mary shaken and not blended i think you have that kind of texture um you have that kind of thinner drink-like texture yeah but if you blended it, and emulsified it, it's like that tomato confit. If you just take the onions and the garlic and the cherry tomatoes, bake them, but don't blend them, you're gonna get a much cleaner, mm-hmm. thinner. Like you're gonna taste all the ingredients more. Yeah. But when you around. blend it, it's almost a completely different sauce. Yes. Like hundred percent from texture to taste. Sometimes better, sometimes not. Sometimes. Well, I mean, it's like it's it's not even better in in the sense or at least the analogy to the to the tomato confit recipe is because like. They're two completely different sauces. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted one, you wouldn't make the other kind of thing. Like if you wanted something to be like really like tomato and basil heavy, like really clean, like a primavera, you wouldn't blend it. Mm-hmm. But if you want something like a penne vodka or something kind of creamy and coat, mm-hmm. the, the coat's really well, you do you'd blend it and emulsify it and add a bunch a lot more mm-hmm. olive oil. So I think like this is not this is just it's not better, it's different, but I think the blending has kind of turned it into Something completely different.
1: Hmm. Okay. I don't really say. Maybe if I, um, instead of blending the celery, and it also has a. I mean, it's again, it's like the. <laughs> also, we're drinking it with soju and not vodka, so that's adding a weird little flavor. Yeah, it's good. I, I like soju Bloody Marys. Hmm. What do you think it needs? What do you think we can do to? pull this burning body out of a out of the
2: car wreckage. Oh, it's far from that. I mean, if I got this at a hotel, I'd be like, that's pretty good. If you did not know it had a shitload of Pedialyte in it, would you be able to tell? I haven't drank Pedialyte in like 15 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if somebody even gave me Pedialyte, I'd be like, oh, this is Pedialyte.
1: Maybe I need to do a, I need to have somebody drink it and just, and not tell them that there's PD light in it and just to see what they say.
2: I don't think the PD light's what's throwing it. I mean, what I would, so what does it need or what would I change? I think it's good. Mm -hmm. Um, I would need to make it from the beginning Mm -hmm. with you Mm -hmm. and see all the ingredients. And I'd need to make one the exact same, but not blend it. Mm. and I would need to go from there to even be able to figure out where to start with this. So maybe instead of... Because I don't know where the texture's coming from. I don't know how thick the pea light is. It's like there's a bunch of things I don't know. But I like how... I mean, certainly less garlic, probably. Okay. Um, Especially because it's raw, Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and it's never going to get cooked. Maybe no garlic. Maybe no garlic. I think just horseradish, maybe. Or like a half clove for like a little something. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think you definitely taste a lot of garlic, and I think... That's part of where the sauce, the sauciness comes in. It's like almost a tomato-y, mm-hmm. kind of a pasta saucy situation with the garlic. Mm-hmm. Also, there's no garnish. So, like a sip of that and then a bite of a of some celery would definitely kind of offset the mm-hmm. the vibe a little bit. Mm-hmm. In a way that, like my favorite, my favorite, my is favorite Bloody Mary is like
1: pickled green bean for me.
2: Sure, or a caper, a caper berry, oh, yeah. or you know anything. I mean, I want. I want my Bloody Mary to look like, like it's a like it's a vegetable salad. I want so much shit in my Bloody Mary; mm. it's not even funny. I mean, one, I want, I don't want a pickled green bean. I want four pickled green beans. Got it. I want seven um, pickled onions, pearl mm. onions. I want.
1: You want it to look like a damn C's Candies box full of vegetables. Is exactly
2: what I want it to look like. Cornucopia, yeah, overflowing. Cornichons, maybe just an entire dill pickle spear. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I also like my shit in a mason jar.
1: Mm. So you like, give me the Bloody
2: Mary. I don't want more alcohol. I don't want more Bloody Mary mix. I just know that all those vegetables are going to disperse the liquid, and they need room to sit. And give me the mason jar, fill it up like I'm having <clears> a salad, and charge me seventeen dollars. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I want one Bloody Mary. I don't want three. Correct. So You're the one I count? want, I want to, I want to go ham on it. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, this is definitely a very minimalistic approach But it's, in terms of visual. But it's cool.
2: I like it. This I this nowhere near do I feel like um it's a miss.
1: It's a it's not a unsalvageable disaster. There is still hope. It's
2: not even unsalvageable, it's not even a disaster.
1: It's just pretty it's, just, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. Okay, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep tweaking it. i haven't given I'm not going to give up on you. I love you so much. Um yeah, speaking of other weird things, this guy, um he Mario Batali, <laughs> This guy Mario Batalia. This he uh a friend of mine that I'm friends with on Instagram, he Hell his, yeah, shout his, out to Instagram. His name on there is DJ Gnocchi. Ah, okay. And he's uh he used to work he used to work at Cut. Um and he listens to the show a bunch. He's probably listening right now. What's up? Shout out Gnocchi. Follow him on <laughs> on Instagram, DJ Gnocchi. And he just—he was just in in Eater. He's going to be opening a spot in the Chinatown Far East Plaza. Very tight. It's going to be like a—it's going to be sort of a cookbook store slash luncheonette kind of thing. Okay, it's like a small lunch counter. Sure, some little lunches and then like food-related items for sale. I guess a bunch of cookbooks and Which ki- is curated
2: dope. kitchen items and things like that. Which is dope because it has parking, so you can actually like—it's a mm-hmm. functional parking store. Should As be cool to like, yeah. I like um, it. but he. Is there um, a name for
1: it? I think he, there is, but I forgot.
2: But uh, there's a story on Eater
1: about it. Okay. Um, so good luck, to and we'll have him on the show when it's closer to opening. Talk all about it. But he he Instagrammed this thing where he was making. Do you know that Donut Man place in Glendora?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. They're famous for the fresh fruit ones. Yeah,
1: yeah. But they have this other donut called a Tiger Tail. Yep. Which
2: sure. Have you had it before? Feel like I have, but it's kind of like it's cinnamony. It's like it's a long donut. Yeah,
1: um, like a twist. Yep. And then But it's it, braided, right? Yeah, it's it's like braided or twisted. I mean, it's a it's a famous donut. It yeah. does, they didn't invent it. Okay. Um, so it's meant to look like the tail of a tiger, even though it just looks like a long twisted or braided donut. Um, and it has like chocolate cinnamon, apple, sometimes coconut. Um, and it's like it's really popular at this spot, but he posted a video that looked very interesting where he took this donut which is like a
2: really really good I don't care about donuts really or sweets, but it's so good. I like donuts, I don't like sweets, but donuts donuts get my attention.
1: Sure. It's really good and he he had the vacuum sealer out and he had that tiger tail in the vacuum sealer bag with just like whipped eggs, and then compressed it to infuse that into making tiger tail French toast. Sure. Which sounded like a very delicious idea, and a very interesting way to make French toast out of things that well, also typically like, couldn't toast up.
2: I guess it makes sense to vacuum seal it, but it's also like, you split it in half and leave it in egg, it's just gonna soak it up. I don't know how much infusing you need to do, but sure.
1: <laughs> you just cracked the code.
2: But it's tight. I love. I love uh, kind of an an outlier French toast. Mm-hmm.
1: And also, maybe compressing it will squish it down to a flatter bread-like piece instead of like a three-inch
2: thick. No, no, I'm harder sure. to sear. He's a smarter man than me, so there's a reason. But also, I'm kind of like no. But, but if you just put bread and egg, it goes. That's true. Cut the cut
1: the son of a bitch in half. That's all you had to do.
2: But how does that stack up to your first Munchkin that you've ever had? Munchkin? Is that from Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. And those are the donut holes? Yeah. They're munchkins. They're not donut holes. They're delicious. Yeah. We, had, we, were, well, we got Boston cream and we got jelly. Yeah. Was good. Maybe a regular plain
1: glaze Gave it to my cleaning lady.
2: I think She that... lost her shit. <laughs> <laughs> Para hmm I think that... I think donut holes are my favorite thing. Because you just pop them. Well...
1: <clears throat> pop that tiger.
2: It's kind of like the popcorn of donuts. Mm-hmm. And you know me. I'm a popcorn head.
1: you got to finish the whole bag.
2: And I feel like if you just get five, it's like a half, uh, it's like a, half a donut. Oh. I don't want a whole donut. I want mm-hmm. a half a donut. Look, I know I'm also in the minority on this. So I'm not saying this is what the world believes. I know that people can ham three donuts in the morning and just be like, right. fine. To me, I'm like, I just want a couple bites of a donut with my coffee. Never want a donut by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the
1: same way with all sweets. Ice cream. When people get a triple scoop, monstrosity, a sundae, a big old, or yeah. they go to Pinkberry and they get the large, yeah. I'm That's like crazy. Although you know, I will say a traditional,
2: a traditional sundae, I very much love. Will never order by myself, but if I'm with somebody and they get it and they're like, "Do you want a bite?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want two bites." It looks super. Like, like a know, hot whipped fudge. cream, hot fudge, cherry. Caramel. Yeah. Yeah, butterscotch. It's, it's great. It is great. Chopped but a couple bites yeah chopped peanuts for sure mm-hmm. slivered almonds yeah I'm not yeah, crazy I'm not a baby. monster hook it up but the the munchkin the donut hole is just like the perfect like a couple of those is the perfect amount that I want to have with my coffee
1: mm-hmm. I'm with that
2: and then there's also so much surface area of glaze like if you buy into a glazed <laughs> donut mm. part of that is not glazed mm-hmm. but a small donut hole you're 360 baby you're around the world with that glaze 360 <laughs> that's yeah. true the, same. the surface area it's easier to glaze up and when you have like um injected like that with the boston cream or a jelly like just the amount is kind of the, the perfect amount in the bite as opposed mm-hmm. to the jelly donut where you get that middle bite where it's all the jelly right and the rest of it doesn't have a lot of jelly too much jelly this is perfect shout out to munchkins <laughs> shout out to munchkins <clears throat> um did you have coffee from there no you just got coffee from but i food. have
1: had it before i like okay, it okay yeah light and sweet baby yeah there you go. Mm, I was... I guess we should... I mean, we're halfway through. we got to talk about some damn Super Bowl stuff now.
2: Sure. Um, there was a piece on Chef Steps where they, they decided from recipe testing, they got a great, fun-looking recipe for jalapeno poppers. But they found that the jalapenos, the raw jalapenos in the, mm-hmm. in the crust, or the, the batter, too much crunch. So they recommend getting the pickle, whole pickled jalapenos, oh. de-seeding them and using that. And also, so not only texture, but also saying that the acidity really has a nice offset to the cheese. Mm, I can see that. The picture of it looked incredible, too.
1: So you get a whole pickled jalapeno. It's all flimsy and floppy. You cut it open. Do You DC-ed. leave me out of this. <laughs> I mean, it. It seems, very, it seems very labor-intensive, but I guess jalapeno poppers, to begin with, are already labor-intensive.
2: Sure. So much work for just one little bite. Well, I think what it is, it's like, it is so much work for one little bite, but if you're going to make a hundred of them for a party, then you just like, it's the same amount of work to make a hundred practically than it is to make like twenty. Yeah. Once you get all the material there in the piping bag, I mean, mm-hmm. sure you got to deseed that many more jalapenos, but that doesn't really. The deseeding doesn't take that much time. It's just like the everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's that's the thing with so many, so many things, so many cooking things. It's like that's why restaurants it works so well because yeah. to make a lot is not that much harder to make a little most of the time.
1: Right. You have to. You got to set up the station. You yeah. got to get all your shit lined up, and get then get you can the just bang it all out. All that shit. Yeah, making, uh, I mean, if you got a big ass mixer, making 20 pounds of pizza dough is just as annoying as making one pound of pizza dough.
2: Showing Jason the picture.
1: Still making a mess.
2: Those look good, right? Those do look good. We got a fry station on Sunday.
1: We do have a fry station. Yeah. Hot, uh, hot tip. Fry station, baby. That's the move for, uh, for Super Bowl. Yeah, we're just gonna have, set up
2: gonna, uh, out on the patio with extension outdoors. cords, so it doesn't smell up the house. Gonna have maybe a couple different batters, and it doesn't splatter a thin layer of oil all over your entire kitchen. Maybe a beer batter, maybe a tempura.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe have a, a couple
2: different styles. Maybe a cornmeal. Cornmeal would be nice, and just let people go have fun. Pretzel batter. Oh, do you want to deep fry that hot dog for no reason? Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you want to deep fry that tortilla chip like a corn in dog. batter? Sure. We've done a lot of. What dr- is that? A Bud Light Lime? Put it in. We'll see what happens. <laughs> We've done some drunken uh, fry fry station oh. fry
1: parties. Mm-hmm. I think everybody so, has but done this that. this one's
2: going to be so much better because those ones we used to do at the house when we lived together was <laughs> just like like a lay Creuset with a with an unknown temperature of oil that mm-hmm. was just like. So this what we have is like a Cuisinart actual deep fryer. So the temperatures With on the point. basket and yeah, a it's like the Yeah, it's like it's it's the way you should do. I it. I like how
1: that sounds. I mean, it was it was so tough back then. We just had the Le Creuset. Well, it was um, like a candy
2: thermometer that was probably broken, and we just like had the we just... Le Creuset
1: Dutch oven, which costs um, as much <laughs> as seventeen. Fry daddies. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. Fair, fair, fine. <laughs>
2: but point being is that like this is gonna be fun because it's gonna be the appropriate temperature and the appropriate vessel mm-hmm. and the appropriate tools as opposed to us like just burning our fingertips, being like, that's so right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and and then, like with all everything those little black bits turning, yeah, floating around turning and black and instantly.
1: Then your extra drunk friend comes over and just like
2: Tries to deep fry a quarter. Just <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Bad things like that happen. Sure. So set up the fry station. Get a little fry, daddy. Run the extension cord. Put it outside. The, if you live in a condo, put it on the balcony. If you live outside, just put it in the backyard. On the porch,
2: backyard. It's um, gonna be great.
1: And even and if also if you don't want to get a fry, daddy, you can get a portable electric stove for sure. pretty cheap. And then yeah. put the Lake Crusade
2: on. Like a little there, burner. If
1: you want to be roughing it.
2: Look. All right. That's my last like... one.
1: That's my last one. I'm not insulting you. I, this, no, I know. we just having. in uh, hindsight,
2: does <laughs> sounds like a stupid thing to say.
1: I'm here for the jokes too.
2: Um Fry stations to be fun.
1: I'm I'm thinking about doing uh well like when I I've been thinking about the flavors of peanut peanut butter and pickles. Mm, best. Love. Um yeah, I'm I've always been I'm always like fascinated by the beef and pickle tacos. Like the Well what about this? What about this? Can you
2: core out a couple dills, fill them with peanut butter, batter them and see what happens? <laughs> Well, I have a I have a different remedy for okay. this. Okay. So, I'm I'm always fascinated
1: by the beef and pickle tacos. The sure. the flavor combination of raw cheddar cheese, cold dill pickles, and taco seasoning mm-hmm. for some reason is magic in my mouth. hmm And then also, when I was a kid, my grandma would make peanut butter and pickle sandwiches all the time. Hell yeah! Sounds weird. It's Loved it. Tasted great. Same. And then um, and then I was. And then I got in like the like a few weeks ago. I went to an art show, and they had those Trader Joe's peanut butter pretzels as like an hors d'oeuvre in a little snack bowl, and uh, and I was like, oh my god, I forgot how I can't stop eating peanut butter pretzels. I don't know why. I just love them. I love them too. Um, and then I was I googled it, and the guy who there's a guy who invented the technology. Of making peanut butter like he he found a way to like make peanut butter smooth and injectable into I, I guess the process of making a peanut butter filled pretzel is like very gnarly and one dude sure patented and figured out how to do it and then he he partnered up with the guy and they made their own brand of of them and then let's edit this
2: part out because we're gonna write our next movie tonight baby <laughs>
1: You already, I mean, the documentary, we already have the rights to it. Sure. But so, then, and good then luck. He, First draft's already
2: registered with the WGA. And the
1: guy, he's like a pretzel, he's like a millionaire off of peanut butter pretzels. He's a the, lot more
2: than a millionaire, right? He's, yeah.
1: the, he's the guy. He's And then... I'll imagine
2: eight eight zeros are going on. And he
1: had, then he got the Trader Joe's account. And Trader Joe's and is... And no, went to nine zeros. Yeah. Trader Joe's is notorious Oof. for outsourcing their production. Yep. Into private, unknown, un, yeah. yep. like on the down low, they hire other companies to make all their shit for them. Long,
2: like, long running rumor is that their organic mac and cheese is made by Annie's.
1: Mm hmm. Stuff like that. So then this guy had the Trader Joe's account for years. And then, I don't know, maybe five or 10 years ago or whatever it was. He got drunk
2: at the Trader Joe's Christmas party and they fucking.
1: No, Trader Joe's moved their production account to a different company like a bigger corporate conglomerate company figured out the technology as well they already had they had way more accounts with Trader Joe's so this guy kind of got strong armed out of it and then he sued Trader Joe's for like millions like there's like and I, I don't know if it's been announced like how it was settled or anything like that but there's a lot of peanut butter pretzel drama going on so much
2: inside baseball these pretzel these peanut Mm. butter filled pretzels so then i'm thinking peanut butter pickles lawsuit (laughs) and pretzels sue momo at some point
1: uh, litigation will be happening on sunday yeah believe so then i'm like all right fried pickle pretzel crust as the batter so flour egg wash crushed
2: pretzels saute dipping sauce peanut butter dipping sauce Love it.
1: A little bit of a tie kick, maybe.
2: This is fantastic. I'm going to make
1: it this Sunday. I got a bag of pretzels, hit them in the food processor, get the dill pickles, dry them out, dust them with the flour, egg wash, pretzel
2: wash, peanut butter dipper. I wonder how the pretzel is going to hold up in the fryer. Same.
1: But also, the inside doesn't need to cook. It doesn't. It just needs to get crispy. It just needs to brown up and pop it out.
2: That's the saving grace. This is one of the best ideas you've ever had. I'm just going to run out there and (laughs) say I don't know how it's going to come together, but as far as like what I like to eat, I'm I cannot explain to you how excited I'm to try Mm. this.
1: Well, I've found with and you probably have as well the using like a. In, insanely processed snack food. Oh yeah, no, as, no, no! You don't
2: want anything organic. You want this like down and dirty. That's that's how you can fry something. Did you get like the pre like the like rustle ruffles? Just yeah, just regular like
1: Snyders of Hanover, yeah, whatever. Sure. You got to get you got to get the the nasty processed food version of it because like we've de- we've used you know people use Cheetos, Doritos, Ritz crackers. They don't burn. You put it in a deep fryer, 375, around a chicken thigh for 20 minutes. It's fine. Fine. Speaking of chicken,
2: dina's you need to get better. You need to get better. had, lunch, to get at, better. had lunch at Dinah's. It's just like such average to like... I noticed uh, you
1: haven't been drinking your uh, bloody over there. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to finish it right now. It's good. We still, have a, we, have, we still have to finish this ball of soju. And also, soju, when you go to a Korean restaurant, you go to Korean barbecue, how much does a ball of soju cost?
2: I want to say like seven bucks. Seven bucks. Six bucks.
1: <clears throat> is it that low?
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, for... I don't, don't know si- what kind that is, but like... But it's pretty amazing. Whatever you, you know? get, how, whatever house soju is usually, I feel like, seven bucks. Yeah. Six, seven bucks.
1: So this is soju. I mean, I'm really coming around to soju because I, I used to hate it. I love, I've love. i always loved soju. Because it really tastes... Filtered and unfiltered. Love both. It tastes like rubbing alcohol. But this is like, what? This is half a bottle of wine? Sure. 175 sure and it mixes with anything
2: well or so, you can just drink it straight well we used to have it at the i mean a lot of bars use it because you can't it with thing a beer to hard wine alcohol license, so yeah, you yeah. can try and do cocktails with it which is mm-hmm. lame but which is just yeah just but, don't even you know do it. Um, i think it's also psychosomatic in that or not psychosomatic would be the wrong way. Um, i associate that taste even though like on its own it's not good I agree that it's not mm-hmm. something to be savored. Although flavor-wise, I feel like the unfiltered flavor-wise better to me. Yeah.
0: Mhm.
2: But I just instantly think of all the times I've eaten Korean food and drank that, and it makes me happy. Yeah. The the so com- the association that I have with because I've never drank soju outside of Korean food, Korean food being my favorite food probably, and it's just like I just get a smile. I'm just like,
1: hmm. Well, yeah, with Korean food. It's all about it's all about the the balance of going back and forth. So you get Between the beer. you get the spicy, beer fatty and soju. meat. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You get that's a cold, it. crisp, hot hit of soju, washes, cleans your mouth out. Then you smooth it out with a cold beer. Repeat, repeat, repeat. God, I love Korean
2: food. If you're in so Korea, much.
1: you also you have a cigarette in your hand as well. Sure. And that's when you're really living, you know.
2: Or if you don't have a cigarette, a waitress will put a cigarette in your mouth <sighs> for you as she yeah. walks by. It's
1: illegal to not smoke in Korea. Yeah, it's true. We all know that. Yeah and i saw something that a lot of people are starting to smoke weed specifically of the dab variety in korean restaurants because the loud smoke the heat the smells you can smoke smoke a dab of marijuana in there at your table in what kind of vessel in in a in a dab rig I've never used
2: it before, but no, but like they're not. I mean, even the smallest dab rig. So they'll have, a, they'll have is a
1: small dab rig. F- yeah. For listeners at home, dabbing. Yeah. It's where you get a very high concentrated marijuana, where it just looks like a little piece of peanut brittle or something like that. It's just like, a, or it looks it's like small. the amber from Jurassic Park. It but it's exactly But it's like it, it's the size of a dime. Yeah. It's the littlest bit. And it has enough THC in that little thing to kill an elephant.
2: Sure. And then you, you heat up like a nail. You heat up a, a piece of metal super hot, then you like drop a blowtorch, and then you put it in there, and it goes shh. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so you so you basically it's like the equivalent of doing a <laughs> doing a
2: I remember a keg stand with a bottle of vodka or I was I forget where I was in front of a GameStop at like the Oh, God, I think it was a like Century City Mall or something. This is, like, years ago. So this had to be early on with dabbing. And then I walked by this kid, and he's like, hey, man. So, like, can you buy a video game for me? I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. He wasn't I'm
1: old th- enough to buy an 18? Yeah. He was like, "He's oh. like, I want to get
2: the new Dishonored, but, like, those guys in there are, like, being kind of dicks. And they want to sell it to me. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what the legality of this shit is, but I'm not really trying to get fucked with right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, kind I of, and, and kind of walked away and we went inside, and these two neckbeards in there were just laughing, being like, ha, ha, "That stupid kitty can't believe he thought he was gonna get away with that." And I was like, "Oh, it's on! Yeah, I'll take two <laughs> copies of Dishonored, please." Oh, because he already showed me that he had the cash. Oh, and uh, and so they went out and I gave him the thing. He's like, "Oh, thanks so much." And also, it was kind of cosmically like how much I love video games. Kind of like mm-hmm. I should have done it. It'll I be sort of, fine. the first thing that occurred to me was like, um, "Is this a sting?" And am I gonna get arrested for the first time sure. for buying this kid a fucking video game? Like, <laughs> God damn it, that would be so my luck to have like a clean record until I buy the kid a
1: mm-hmm.
2: game. Oh, hmm Oh, uh so Oh, your uh, illegal crime involving yeah. a minor, that's interesting. Yeah. So uh so he's like, Oh, thanks so much. You wanna go do a dab? I was like, God damn it, like <laughs> you can't you can't buy a video game, but you're offering me a drug that I'm too scared to try. <laughs> <laughs> Which is marijuana, oh. but in a f- concentrated form that I, you know, not being a heavy marijuana user, could yeah. be could. It's the equivalent of saying like,
1: "Hey, do you want to do?
2: Do you want to smoke this free base? Do and wanna, you don't do coke. Do you want to
1: chug a pint glass of one fifty one?
2: Right? And you're like, I don't really drink. It's like, cool. Do you want to drink this like moonshine that my dad made? <laughs> like, no. Do you want to pour this liquid cocaine in your eye? I, it was just so funny to me where it's like and he's and i was like nope he's like all right cool and he's gone on a skateboard and clipped k- out of my life <laughs> uh
1: he's he's no longer with us. <laughs> he definitely he's definitely, dead. Not, he's definitely yeah. dead at this point or
2: incarcerated one or the other mm. but you know i hope you enjoyed that game
1: mm. felt good to live on the edge didn't it
2: that is amazing about the and korean restaurants though i just feel like even the smallest little rig it's kind of like it just seems noticeable but I don't Seems know. like it. They oh, are yeah. running around. Everybody there is always running around super busy and they, yeah. you don't get their attention unless you like mm-hmm. grab their arm as they're running by you once mm-hmm. you get your first like serving yeah. of food. You
1: have to throw a half a lemon at their head <laughs> in order to get the check. But that's the way I like it.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, um yeah, I, I mean I don't have any other way. I
1: don't condone that. I think uh dabbing in a Korean restaurant is pretty stupid, but I'm sure if you go on YouTube, you could look up some videos of it. And it yeah. seems to be a food trend that's happening.
2: A new YouTube trend for if me personally. If you're like a shitty person. Yeah, if you're a shitty person. new YouTube trend for me is just watching videos of people getting food slapped out of their hand as they're about to eat it. <laughs> Real fun. What's the best one? I don't know. There's a bunch. There's one, there's one guy at a cell phone store coming back. And He just looks so excited at McDonald's, and he just like they just come up and just destroy it. And he just like he just has this look on his face that this is like he can't process what's happening because it makes no sense that somebody would just do that to you. you see, and and then this vibe that maybe he went out on his break or his lunch break, and he doesn't have time to go back to get the food have, again. Like
1: he has no time to go back and get and a new they're one. They're
2: all like you know twenty years old, and it's all so funny. And like it's just there's it's that's the that's the, I mean, fires on all cylinders.
1: That's the kind of stuff, the physical comedy where you feel so bad, you would never do it to somebody else. I would feel so bad if I did that. And but if one, you watch a video of it, it's never not funny to me.
2: And there's one. And that's bad. I think it's Kyle Kinane, maybe, mm-hmm. the comedian. But there's ones where it's like he did a show. He's with like four of his bros. And this even has like, like they put titles on it where they're like, Five hours before this moment, like so and so was talking about how he couldn't wait for the show to be over. When we all go to McDonald's, he was so excited, he was so excited. And they're smoking weed, and he's so <laughs> excited. And he wants McDonald's, and of course, so the four of them are outside waiting for him to get his food. And he comes out, and of course, the one dude's like, "Hey, what did you get?" And he's like, "Oh, I got chicken." He's like, "Slap uh, bag out of the hand." And he just sits there. He does that that same look on his face where he's so sad. But the best part is like, so it like pauses and he's just sitting there with his blank look on his face, so sad, and he's holding a soda. And they wait 10 seconds and then just boom, soda goes down. It's just like, ah, it's so good. You can tell how much of pure enjoyment I'm getting out of this. No, I mean I feel dumb laughing at all of it, but it's Cuz that's like it really is just plain old fun. Well, that's the level of Schadenfreude I can get to where it's like watching something where yeah. something worse happens to somebody, it's like I can't get I don't get mm-hmm. off on that. Mm-hmm. But this is just the right amount of guilty pleasure of yeah. somebody else's pain mm-hmm. that's so like non-impactful that I can really get behind and get into.
1: Okay, what if? Listening. All right. We have the same scenario. All right.
2: But there's a all puppy jazzed. in that bag. <laughs> no, don't like He's all like jazzed. That video.
1: He's all jazzed. He's been talking about yeah. this. He's just, he's like, he drove fifty miles to it. He had to wait in line all day to get it. He walks up. He pays for his food. He's walking back from Franklin Barbecue. Oh, and his bro too much. His bro smacks him. See what what happens now? Too much. What happens yeah, now with oh the Franklin God. Barbecue? He's been waiting there. He, he's he, been in he that line out. for three and a half hours. He brought his own chair. Oh, he has a geotag. He has a Snapchat filter for just the line, and then boom—the ribs, the the brisket goes flying, lands in the dirt. You can't <laughs> scrape it off. He licks the top of it
2: that didn't touch the dirt. The person you host your other podcast with was telling me a story, Nikki, um, where they were out at a club in college,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: they're talking. Two guys are talking about like how they can't wait to go to Safeway after they're gonna get chips and queso, and they just can't like jarred queso. You know, sure. they can't wait. They can't mm-hmm. wait. They do the whole thing. They like just go. They uh, they're absolute terrors all the way through Safeway at three in the morning, drunk, just mm-hmm. like ruining everybody's lives who work there. Get mm-hmm. all the stuff. Get all the queso. Pull up to the house, and one of the guys is holding the bag and just goes. Who got all this queso and just throws the jar in the air like 30 feet and it just lands and explodes in their driveway? (laughs) Same thing. The guy who wanted the queso just like,
0: what the? Come (laughs) on, dude.
2: And the next morning, they get out, and the dude's just like, what the hell is all this queso doing in our driveway? They're like, yeah, you threw that up Uh, in the air. Yeah, classic. The
1: classic. I do have a soft spot for that jarred. Queso in the Tostitos aisle. Sure. Medium? Yeah, why not? Medium in the microwave?
2: Ooh. what's funny though that up. what's funny though is when you do google so like shitty. food slap videos you get a lot of videos of people fist fighting in mcdonald's i'm gonna be honest mm. You gotta weed through a lot of that yeah that's tough there's a lot of world star mcdonald's going on when you're googling food i know
1: slap. I, well i can tell I, I I can tell just by looking at the thumbnail what it's gonna be yeah
2: exactly r.i.p. to q from world yeah. star r.i.p. world mm. star founder that's tough I mean, what he do we went do? out he went out on top wasn't he worth like Two hundred million dollars from World Star, like Something like, he, that. like it was like an absurd amount of money. He died doing what he loved. He did San Diego massage parlor. That's right. Um, honestly, respect.
1: That's what it was. Oh, was it really, <laughs> that's really what it was. Oh, that's um, amazing. Don't like
2: to
1: don't like to joke about the dead.
2: No, no, no. I San think San Diego. He, massage I think he's laughing parlor. with us because we're not laughing at him. We're laughing like what a way to go. You gotta go. What that's what the way, way to, to go. go out.
1: Yeah, and also he was. Tight buzz with Padma Lakshmi. Really? Because they would often sit next to each other at Knicks games and then they became Uh, friends.
2: That's a very tight story. Yeah. He's a bigger fella.
1: He's a big fella. Yeah. Yeah, Padma. The uh, there's a YouTube channel called Hot Ones on Complex where they eat hot wings with like famous people. Yep. There's an episode with Padma Lakshmi where if you're a Padma fan, you'll fall in love with her all over again. If you're not a Padma fan, then don't watch it. I know you're not a big Padma fan.
2: I think I'm not. Maybe I, this video I, I, will I,
1: turn you into a Padma fan.
2: I don't think I'm... I'm not knocking her. I just really don't like Top Chef. Sure, I'm with that. In a way that like... I respect. I respect it. I get, I mean, I just said this so many times to get on the so podcast. To watch it. I know, and we used to watch it together and liked it. And then I just like I saw food culture evolving in the mid two thousands. I feel like, and it. I don't. Know, I've said it so many times on the podcast, but it's, I hate anything competitive involving food because it's just like mm-hmm. the opposite of what attracts me to it. And I, you know, it's just like. Ugh. But I, I, she always seems like I hear interviewed or. I think she was on Terry Gross once on NPR, and just anytime I hear her talk outside of the show, I'm like, oh, she sounds like a, a lovely person. Mm-hmm. And then it's on the show, and I'm like, fuck, this sh- that show's the worst. <laughs> Put your knives down. <laughs> it's like, <get> the- <laughs> so I'm stupid. With I'm with it. But, but respect anybody who does like the show. I have lots of friends who do, and I get it. I get why you would, because it's the best version of that out there, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's got the reality thing, and it's got the voting <clears throat> off the island thing, and it's got... I mean, there's all the elements... Drama made, in the condo. But I don't like any reality shows, so, so there's nothing... Yeah, there's nothing for me well, to luckily, hold on to. Well, luckily for me,
1: my, Except f- the food. my favorite cooking show, Iron Chef, which has been gone
2: for years... I like Iron Chef way better. but I'll, I'll watch Iron Chef.
1: Alton Brown is, is resurging the Iron Chef America, and I think he's oh, going nice. to be like... He was the host before, but I think he's like taking over a little bit on the operations and like rebooting it himself. Yeah, I I find because that was the last great food competition show slash
2: only. Yeah, I just I just feel like the. I mean, to me, even though it's a competitive show, it's so goofy that it's not like even a thing. Nobody cares who wins, and it's yeah, and what they show, how they're making it, and the energy of it is way more entertaining. Because I'd much rather sit there and watch a chef cook than have a chef tell me about what he made. And to me, it's mm-hmm. like most of what Top Chef is, is just really like having them tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in – in uh, what's the other one? Chopped? No, no, no. The one Iron Chef. In Iron Chef, you really see the process. And that's so much more fun. to me.
1: And the Japanese one, that's the one where it's real business.
2: Because yep. it was before
1: – because now if you watch Iron Chef America – like the guy who's like trying to like manically dice a squid and then alton brown is like has the microphone in his yeah. face like what do you how you feel today bro and he's like just trying to cook please leave me alone yeah and he's like all right you feeling what are you gonna do with, that I, need job, with I need this job Stop. i need this job i need this
2: job yeah it's always like we're gonna try and kill it but yeah know. obviously all the um
1: the japanese shit though it's real it's just dudes and women Yep. It. well, I mean it, it was Iron Chef Japan, so there's probably no women on there. Um, but that that was kind of the last true, pure version of the cooking show
2: Doesn't the ingredient reveal always seemed like so much more fun than like any other ingredient reveal in other shows I don't know like I'm just not the right guy to talk to.
1: oh yeah, the oh. ingredient reveal you just you just hit the bong and then they're like, and then the the japanese guy lifts the thing up and it's chanterelles. oh my god the room is spinning
2: i think there's like razor neck clam oh my god i think there's like a de- there's a decorum in the on top chef where it's like it's just such a formal like serious thing mm mm-hmm. mhm where it's it's a, that's again it's like this like super i don't know
1: that's the I'm problem because not- padma when you see other things like that, she's like a cool, chill. Yeah, person. she seems
2: kind of goofy. And on that, she's like, "Welcome, chefs, and, and same- to the greatest place on earth. <laughs> Many chefs have stepped in your f- like." And she's <laughs> like, "Shut the god no!" And
1: start- same and same for Tom Colicchio. But you totally. see interviews with him, Col- and he's like yeah, a chill, super funny, chill,
2: irreverent. Chill. Like, don't take shit too seriously. Have fun mm-hmm. in the kitchen. And then on the show, he's just like, "You are about to embark on a journey." That many have come like you're just like why is this gotta be i so, had to stop like, watching when the girl um
1: from milk bar the one who does all the cakes what's her name
2: yeah i forgot but i forgot her name bob's sister tears that cook, that milk cookbook up she yeah the, the girl or fire i can't think of her yeah her shout name, out sylvie
1: she's a yeah she's great but then when she was on the show and she was doing that same thing i, I had to turn it off couldn't watch it anymore it's just not fun yeah, it's just well. I mean, you know, like most things in this world nowadays, it's turning into a bunch of, bunch of doo doo. Yeah. Kaka. Super Bowl is coming up this weekend. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the our friends are hosting a dip competition. Yeah. It's going to be too late for you to incorporate this into your Super Bowl party if you're listening to this podcast right now because.
0: No, they can listen
2: to on
1: Saturday. I mean, maybe, right? it, but it, it's coming in pretty last min.
2: Oh, meaning if you wanted to do this yourself, if they wanted yeah, to do she this, she sent out same. an email a while ago. This we've been know, we've known about it for over a month.
1: So, oddly enough, as much as I'm into competition and food and all that stuff, I've never done any type of food cooking competition. Well, obviously is, not. This is
2: competition like, in the funnest way because it's five bucks. But, I, but you, you hear about
1: friends having like I don't, I don't contests about win. things sure. or like whatever. I've never entered any of that stuff. And people have challenged me to a chopped competition all the time. Well, not all the time, but a bunch of times. And I've yeah. never wanted to do it. Hmm. Like a home chopped thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, the party we're going to.
2: You cool. end It's $5? Five, $5. five bucks in. And then blind voting at halftime. And winner takes all.
1: Yeah, you make the dip. The vessel has to be a standard vessel, chip, yeah. a veggie,
2: Yeah, a cracker. Veggie's okay, cracker, chip, but you no, like, bacon. Yeah, you like, a use piece the... of bacon is what you use to dip in. Right. So no cheating in that department.
1: Mm-hmm. What dip is you going for?
2: So I don't think it's going to win, but I've had it before, and I think it's super fun, and it's kind of a throwback, and I feel like it's something that you don't see very often. So it's an '80s style cream cheese crab dip on a Ritz cracker.
1: Mm-hmm. What kind of crab?
2: Uh, there's the there's like the lump snow crab from um mm-hmm. from Fish King. I going to go pick up
1: lump snow crab. Yeah. Not cheap. Nope. What's that going? What's that tub going to cost? I don't know. I'm kind deli of deli plan- cup. I'm, it's like a deli cup size. Yeah, and I'm
2: planning for like thirty bucks, forty bucks, maybe. Yeah, it'll be fine.
1: I mean, you might come through. I mean that's the thing. I mean You never it, know with a dip contest.
2: I've had this dip before. This is my friend Zach's wife, Molly Knudsen. Shout outs. Her last name's Knudsen? Yeah. Like the dairy? I guess so. Never thought of that. But yeah, his last name's Knudsen. It's
1: a food podcast. Knudsen. You'll see it at every supermarket in, in the Southern California so. yeah, area. Yeah. Huh.
2: I sure. know my mom listening to this
1: right now is like, Hell yeah, I know what Knudsen is.
2: But she's from, I believe, Arkansas.
1: Mm. They ain't and got no supermarkets there. Her dad, her dad,
2: deep in the racehorse game. So when they go to Santa Anita, they're like in the winner's circle. Deep in the race sick. war
1: game in Arkansas. <laughs> oh, racehorse game. Got race it. Racehorse game. Cool. <laughs> but but, so cool. this
2: is her mom's family recipe. Um, so a cream
1: cheese, lump, lump snow crab. Yeah, you know, I can read you, it. And you have to make sure the crab, you have to treat it real delicately so it stays chunky? Or I mean, do you I mix mean, it look, all?
2: So her recipe calls for just a thing of canned crab, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever.
1: Whatever. Which is not terrible. But everyone like tries to keep the lump crab yeah. in the lump thing. But I feel like mixing it with cream cheese is really going to be tough to keep it lumpy.
2: So one can crab meat, drained and cleaned. One ounce cream cheese. Half cup mayo. One ounce cream cheese? That's it. Did I say one ounce or eight ounce? One. Oh, my bad. Eight one so one can crab meat, eight ounce cream cheese, half cup mayo, one small onion finely chopped, half cup chopped celery. Here's a weird one. There's a couple weird ones coming up. One envelope Knox gelatin. Oh Jesus. Two tablespoons water. What? Half can cream of mushroom soup. What the fuck? I know. And so, it tastes good. So I'm doing. I'm saying this because I don't think anybody. Listens to the podcast that will be at this party because I don't want people to know what's in it before they try it. Okay, because that's all disgusting. (laughs) That is so disgusting. (laughs) But I've had it and it was super fun, and especially on a Ritz, it's kind of fire. That's,
1: I mean, that's also very similar to your your crock pot Texas
2: queso dip. Yeah, I think I'm over that though. I think I need to get that better. I I think well, which involves. I mean, people love it. But, it, but yeah, the, but it the, involves the secret a can. ingredient in that is a can of cream
1: of mushroom soup. It is. But I think it it tastes great. Yeah. Much I, like pedialyte and the bloody mary, you don't even know it's in there. There yeah. you go, boom. <laughs> Except pedialyte helps your hangover and cream of mushroom soup helps your gout. waistline
2: expand, <laughs> helps your arteries clog, <laughs> it
1: helps your arteries clog up. hmm. Um,
2: so, so I mean, but
1: you never know. You might win with this dip because because crab. You know, that's kind of a, like when they say you can't use bacon as your vessel because it's kind of cheating. Crab is a high dollar item. And if you're a crab lover, you're going to see that and be like, ooh, mama.
2: Yeah, but I've had it, and you could almost kind of argue that you don't even taste the crab, which is why I'm wondering if I use better crab, it might come through. It's very mild crab hit. You're kind of like, what is this like cream cheese on a Ritz thing that's kind of turnt? Well, then adjust it accordingly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I want to make two. I don't know if I want to do a dry run. This is kind of fun. I'm not I'm less invested in winning this. What kind of caviar are you going to put on top? And just more invested in how excited I am for the thing to be happening. Mhm. And then I'm making a Sunday like an Italian Sunday gravy where I start with a bunch of San Marzano tomatoes. Bravo. And then I got some fresh Italian hot and mild sausages. I'm going to make meatballs, I'm going to make brijol, and mm. just simmer all that for about 6-8 hours. Mhm. And then get a bunch of baguettes and kind of like the idea is that you would just take a piece of baguette, do kind of an open face meatball sub where you just like ladle on the meat sauce. And you, if you want a sausage or you want a meatball, or you want a brujol, you just put that on there and then you kind of eat that like a large cracker kind of open mm-hmm. face thing. Open face guy. Well, have some Parmesan out and some chili flake and you just kind of do your own sure. little thing. It's kind of like I didn't want to make chili. I still might make chili too. But I was like, this is kind of like Italian chili. Damn, that's a lot going on.
1: Yeah, but it's like I like
2: it. It's so easy to do. I hate it. It's hating. so fun.
1: Um I look forward to that. Sure. Follow me on them jeans on Instagram. If you want to see all the pics. Check yeah, out, check gonna, the stories. Are, live?
2: Are, you, are we periscoping? Is that what people were talking I about? I don't know if
1: we're gonna periscope or not. I don't think we want to. We might periscope. periscope just the game so people in like Uruguay can watch the Super Bowl for free. Of course I do that. We
2: could you I know know what? My fans. We could do we could Periscope Jenga again.
1: Oh, yeah. we'll definitely. And also, you can buy on Amazon a Jello shot Jenga.
2: Yeah, tower. we're going to buy that. That is oh. such a cool idea. And
1: also, if you want to um, protest Trump, you can not watch the Super Bowl this year. That's a thing that people are doing. Hit him where it hurts. Don't watch the Super Bowl.
2: Oh, I'm not gonna cut my nose to spite my face. Take. Like I'll do, I'm not gonna take away something that I love every year, look forward to every year. Like I will find sacrifices elsewhere. What
1: if we have the same Super Bowl, but instead we just watch a different Super Bowl, an old one on VHS? <laughs> or if we just listen to if NPR. You, if you told me it was like a
2: thing, and that was a protest, and everybody was still gonna have as much fun and make the same amount of food, I'd be like, all right, let's watch an old Super Bowl.
1: Here's a fun experiment. Now that we're on this tangent, how many people? So we're going to have the Super Bowl party on Sunday, and there's sure. going to be, let's say, there's going to be thirty people there. Yep. If Maybe. We, as an as a, as an example, we'll say there's thirty. Okay. I mean, that, for, I, for seems, the sake of this, sure. This theory.
2: This is a this is like you know, there's not going to be a lot of people there. I feel like. Let's say there's a hundred people there. There's two thousand. There's going to be two thousand <laughs> people already RSVP'd. Got it. It's sold out. Um. Okay, so let's say there's
1: a hundred people there. If right when kickoff happens, you play a DVD recording of the Super Bowl from last year straight through, how many people, and nobody said anything, how many people would be able to know that, would tell that it's from last year? Okay,
2: so in this scenario, are you doing some crazy, crazy work and pulling off the advanced league commercials and splicing those in so people can't date the game by the commercials? No. Yeah. Commercials included. Okay. Oh, wait. From so, a year ago. Oh, I think almost everybody. So it'd the be commercials like, would be the difference. Yeah, 100%. Okay. So if you, if
1: you spliced in the commercials of today with the Super Bowl of last year, nobody said anything, I think it'd be 50
2: uh, 50. Uh, so I was leaning towards 50 or like 60 people, 60% wouldn't know. <laughs> 60, 40 60. 40 60 wouldn't know.
1: Isn't that fun?
2: And that's also. Cons- and the idea is that nobody says anything out loud. Yeah. Like, there's no like a hush, whispered, like, "What? Shh, 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 mm-hmm. What? It's mm-hmm. last year's." Yeah, and that's the way I like it. I want to go to a party where the
1: where the the focus is more on the food and drink than the game. Oh God, yeah, hell yeah.
2: Well, it's also like the Rams aren't in it. I would be super excited if the Rams were in it, and they were. I mean, like that's the thing too. It's like how how much do you care about? a championship when your team's not in it except for like I hate that team or you know whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like for the most part it's like yeah. Like yeah. nobody I, I mean Momo is the craziest football fan I've ever met and she's a Seahawks fan. So Seahawks aren't in it. She even said she's like you know what the silver lining is that I can enjoy the day more because I won't be so on edge about if the Seahawks are going to win. Sure. So she put she found a way to spin her her anger. Silver lining. Yeah.
1: Therapy's working on after all, huh? Sure. For this year, my dip is gonna be six onion
2: dip. I just it's the best. I mean, I don't know what you're gonna do with it this year, but every time I have it, it's like you know, it's played with a little bit and I'm always just like, How is this so good? I'm gonna go. Fried shallot. My fave.
1: I'm gonna go yeah. Well I might change that this year. Alright, I don't wanna go.
2: <laughs> I'm not going in Super Bowl.
1: Uh the base is gonna be Lebne. Creme fraîche QP. Boom. Three together. A whole Steer it up. Stir it up. Steer it up. It's gonna be steered up. Okay. Steer it up. Whole clove of garlic roasted. Wrap it in foil, olive oil, salt, pepper, chop the top, half an hour forty five in the oven at three fifty. Let it cool. Squeeze out all the guts. That goes in. Salt, pep. A white onion, a yellow onion, a red onion, sautéed low, caramelize it down.
2: It turned to a jam.
1: You know, do that for an hour, at least. Hour, hour, and 20. Um, at the end, hit a little balsamic in there. Mm-hmm. Add a little zing to it. Cook that down. While that's doing, doing its thing, aluminum foil, bunch of green onions, salt, pepper, olive oil. Wrap it up in foil, put it in the oven 20 minutes, uncover it for another 10 so the onion will cook down, get a little char on it, pull that out, cool it, chop all that up, fry the shallots slow and low, and then it all just so then you just have like this concentrated jam of three different onions. Then you got the kind of charred green onions all chopped up, fried shallots, or I might go raw on the shallot actually. Because a raw infused lebna is do nice. Do,
2: don't sleep on the fried shallots. My faves.
1: <clears throat> and then. But it's um, your dip. It's your dip. And then chives on top. Sure. And, oh, brother. It's a doozy. And then we were also talking. And then for the chip, I'm going to go half ruffle, half kettle chip. Yeah. Salt and pep. Sure. Because some people like to uh, like one or the other more.
2: Um, you know, when the dip's important, definitely a ruffle, man.
1: Hmm. Yeah, Ruffles great, but also I love the crunch of the kettle chip. It's mm-hmm. hard to beat. I prefer the Rusty's potato chip. Hmm. But for me to buy enough chips for a Super Bowl party, that would be more than my crab. In the small small bags of Rusties that cost three dollars three ninety nine each or whatever it is, it ain't gonna happen. Respect mm. that. So we'll see what happens, and that's also a dip that I'm going to make a day before Super Bowl. Sure, because it'll taste better the next day. You should do that too. Um, best thing you ate all week. What you got?
2: <clears throat> I had something. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say the cheese, the soft cheese that we got from Cheesemonger. Mm-hmm. From last week's episode, yeah, from Sam Samantha. That cheese was wild. Incredible. That cheese was very wild i you know i was just thinking about it over the week of like i just had the perfect amount of funk and texture and you know the center was super creamy but as it got closer to the rind it kind of it was a little bit firmer and it was like really fun to scrape and mm-hmm. i'm just i'm gonna i'm gonna get that cheese i'm scared about what it costs but get that cheese. it was huge mm-hmm. and i think she was saying like you know if it was maybe a day past when it should have been eaten or something like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to have like the perfect temp, perfect age, perfect time right. version of that. Yeah, that. Um, it was just like, it was, it was it, by far the most enjoyable soft cheese kind of mm-hmm. brie situation I've ever had.
1: Yeah, the, the, the following day I went to like a beer and food festival. Oh, yeah, and I went right. to a cheese, there's like a cheesemonger who had a little stall there. And I was like, "Oh, do you guys know what this cheese is? I just had it last night." And I showed them the picture of it, and they're like, "Whoa, damn, you had that!" So then I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm feeling good right now,
2: walking out sunshine." What about you? Walking out sunshine.
1: Best thing I had was a it was a simple simple tuna sandwich kind of thing, but I, I made it. Um, it was super crunchy toasted rye bread, mm-hmm. which was. From uh, the deli. Brent's? Brent's deli. It's the best. Um, so super oh, yeah, crunchy. Yeah. And then... Avo- it looks very nice. And then on top of that, avocado. Mm-hmm. And then I made a tuna salad with half Greek yogurt, half QP. Oh, I thought... Yeah, okay. Um, salt pep. Some chopped up cornichons. A little squirt of that cornichon juice. A little bit of celery, and then uh, mix it all up in a little Dijon. And then on top of that, some shaved strips of raw shallot. Mm -hmm. And then a little drizzle of some nice olive oil. Worked out real well. God, Worked out real well. Sounds great. Yeah, I think the little drizzle of olive oil. With some albacore? A little albacore from Trader Joe's? It was a line-caught something from Whole Foods. Oh, you just cooked it up and then no, no, shredded it, it? Canned canned tuna. Okay. Okay. Regular yeah, yeah. can of tuna, but like at at Whole like at Whole Foods or like the supermarket you can get a you know, a can of tuna for a buck thirty nine or whatever it is.
2: Or three bucks for
1: the nice line cod. Well this well this oil. one was it was two for four. So nice. it was like, you know, fifty cents more or whatever than that, but you know you get like a nice must line nice. cot reputable brand. <laughs> I had a lunch that was two dollars. Must, sure. nice. yeah, must be nice. Yeah, must be nice um and that was that was it so yeah trying to i think the uh the, the saving grace was a little glug of olive oil on top and uh it's always nice instead of mixing in the onion or the shallot with the tuna salad mixture having that on top for a little bright well kick also, yeah but also I
2: mean a well. full mayo having half yogurt is always such a good look
1: mm-hmm. and then all the fat that you're saving by not having a five teaspoons of mayonnaise you get to make up for with a tablespoon glug of olive oil sure two different kinds of richness and fat coming in your mouth the stew com is a website where all the podcast episodes live under kind has no social media but you should follow me at them jeans my brother is at stewie stewart and he is not here because he
2: working so hard
1: uh i hope everyone has a great super bowl sunday
2: yeah have a great super bowl and um You know, if you listen to this on Saturday, send Jason on social media your Fry Station suggestions. Maybe there's something we haven't thought of. Or just any
1: suggestions. Or if you have any ideas for my Pedialyte Bloody Mary mix, send them my
2: way. Let's get some five stars out there on iTunes, people.
1: Let's do some of that, yeah.
2: bye Bye Bye-bye.